I can't remember a time that I've been more excited about Razorback football starting up this upcoming season. Razorback basketball team continues on with a big win against Texas A&M at home, and college overtime is so much better than NFL overtime. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 103.7 TheBuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And if you're a Razorback fan, you definitely had a great weekend, which we'll dive into all those things. And by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice I'm wearing uh, my Brandon Dean Razorback basketball jersey and this headband that's obviously broken because the Razorbacks and split two ways on a shooting sleeve. It's I'm stupid. I'm just being dumb. Like I'm not, I'm, I, I just like to be comfortable when I'm wearing stuff on this uh, podcast. I feel like I wear the same thing all the time. So here I am. I'm going to start. I'll just do stuff like this. Just pay no mind to it. I'm an idiot. Don't worry about it. But either way, so many things to talk about over the weekend and basketball being one of them, which you got to be excited about, which we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, But I wanted to bring up the fact that the Razorback football team, without a doubt, has still gotten and garnered a lot of attention and a lot of talk and a lot of conversation from a lot of Razorback fans, all for the right reasons, too. And one of the biggest things is because of what they've been able to do into the transfer portal. And it just continues to get built. It was a big weekend uh, for the Razorback football team and recruiting. Luke Haas, I believe is how you say his last name, the number one tight end out of the state of Oklahoma, committed to Arkansas, another four-star prospect. And uh, they were also able to get, oh, man, junior linebacker Everett Rasal Jr. and Georgia defensive back Latavius Brini. Uh, which was just huge to get Brainy. Like he started 12 games for Georgia last year. And last I checked, the Georgia Bulldog defense was pretty good. And I know everyone's going to be like, well, if he's, why wouldn't he stay at Georgia? I don't care. He's coming to Arkansas. And I'd be hard pressed to think that that's not an upgrade over who left the Razorbacks just a few weeks ago. Remember when everyone was freaking out? Uh, and saying that the sky was falling. Oh my gosh, Sam Carter, he's 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 killing our defensive back room. Oh, the NIL, we're not paying players enough. Everyone was losing it. We're like, well, there it goes. We're gonna start sucking again. Shut up. Like this is this is, is so big for Sam Pittman in this football team. And that's why it's like, just don't get caught up in the moment with some social media nonsense and just start gaslighting everything to think that the world's coming to an end. Like two weeks ago, it was this way. Two weeks ago, everybody was freaking out about this. And not only have you been able to maintain your coaching staff, but you've been able to add in some big-time players at key positions that you desperately need for this upcoming season. And there's no reason to panic. Like, you're, you're in better shape now, in my opinion. You are in better shape right now than you were two weeks ago. Your defense is going to be better this year than what it would have been two weeks ago. 100%. Is that not better? Like, I think that the loss of Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks, you'll do just fine. You're going to be just fine. In fact, I'm hoping that maybe even the Razorback uh, uh, football team can, you know, continue to add some depth onto that defensive line position, which 
By the way, Jamal Ashley got fired over the weekend, which we'll talk about towards the end. There's so many things to talk about. I'm trying to try to fit it all into one podcast, but we'll talk about that in a second and my thoughts on it. Uh, but still, everyone was freaking out about it. And now you're starting to see things come together, Razorback football come together in the recruiting, transfer portal, all those things. Everyone's getting hyped. Everyone's getting pumped. You get national praise. And, and it's January. <laughs> like, it is January. We have eight plus months until we even get to see these this team play. Now, luckily, we got spring practice, which will be around the corner before we know it. Uh, we know that SEC Media Days gets everybody revved up and start hearing from different coaches and everything. Like, there'll be stuff that can hold us over. But when I woke up this morning and I was kind of thinking about what I'm going to talk about on the podcast today, that was the first thing that came to my mind when just looking and locked in and listening to other Razorback fans and talking to them via social media or whatever it is. There is not a time where there have been more excitement surrounding Razorback football. And to me, I have not, I think 2010, the 2010 season was probably the last time that I've been this excited about Razorback football. And People will say, well, maybe bring up 2011, which maybe, maybe for you it was 2011. But to me at that point, you know, you just lost Ryan Mallett. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, he thought good, Tyler Wilson would be good, but there was just still like that kind of that, you know, uncertainty, like, eh, you know, what if he's not, you know? So, and I was still excited about it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, this is something where I'm not only excited because of, what Arkansas did this past season, but what they're building and how they continue to just to get better. And it's such a great feeling. Like I cannot wait until August, September. Like I can't wait. I want to hear now. Now we got to enjoy the ride. The basketball's on and baseball will be here too. And we'll be excited about that. There's no doubt about it, but I am just all in on Sam Pittman in football right now. Like I can't, like if you just look at the uh, the YouTube videos that we've been putting up over the past three weeks here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, which by the way, if you haven't subscribed, you need to do that on YouTube. Uh, but like I've put up videos like talking about basketball and all that, good amount of views. But there's no doubt that the most, by far, insane amount of views comes from Razorback football and discussing it. Like fans are still all on football right now, even though basketball is going on and even though baseball is going to be here before we know it. So that tells me a lot. And the fact is, is that it's just, it's almost, no, knock on wood, it's almost too good to be true where everything's going your way right now. Your, your offense next year is going to be just as good, maybe even better, has a chance to be better. Your defense, I believe, now I'm not saying Grant Morgan and Hayden Henry are just easily replaceable. I'm not saying the defensive line and with John Ridgeway and all that's easily replaceable or anything. But I think there is a legitimate chance, if you can get some more defensive linemen, that your defense could be just as good, if not better, next year. I believe that, especially with the return of Catalan. Um, like, you're just putting all these pieces together that it's almost like I'm shaking just talking about it because I am so excited to get this season going. I am so excited for what Sam Pittman is doing. And the fact that national media across the country who covers college football, who usually – in their minds, take all the time and effort they possibly can to make jokes about Arkansas to say, <laughs> okay, go away. You're just Arkansas. Know your place. Like even they're coming out saying, I they can't, they can't find reasons. They can't find reasons to hate on Arkansas right now in football. And it's it's blowing their minds. And I was thinking about this too. How many other major, I'm talking about power five, how many other power five programs, football programs, are looking as good, feeling as good, is as excited as Razorback fans are about the Razorback football team. 
I think I think obviously Georgia because they just won the national title. Uh, I think USC because they added Lincoln Riley. There's going to be a lot of expectations there. No, maybe LSU fans are excited about Brian Kelly. Okay, whatever. Jimbo Fisher and A and M they had a great recruiting class. Maybe them. But besides that, it's like who else? Who else is feeling this high, this good, this awesome about the future of the program and about the going into this next season? I mean, I'm sure that there's some that I'm missing, but it's probably not too many. You are usually the one that you always feel left out. You feel like things are just going bad, going wrong, and knock on wood. Hopefully nothing happens because we know that there's always a chance if you're a Razorback fan. But, like, this is just a, a very euphoric moment that you have to just take in and keep grinding. And, and Sam Pittman and his staff, 100%, like, congratulations for what you're doing and what you're putting together. Like, this is something that I don't think anybody ever expected to get to this point and to be where it's at right now. Like, you're awesome. Like, I love Sam Pittman. Please stay. Please do. Just don't stop. Keep building. Keep doing all the great things, too. Uh, which, by the way, comes into our next point uh, real quick be, uh, before we get into basketball. Uh, Jamal Ashley was fired over the weekend, the defensive line coach. And there was a lot of, uh, like, it was kind of weird, like, you know, because it happened and then people were talking about it, then it ended. So I guess with all the other stuff going on, but to me, this is, again, just my opinion on the matter. Uh, to me, what it was more about was the fact that uh, he couldn't recruit or he wasn't recruiting at the level that he was supposed to. They, the defensive line, you had to go JUCO route to get people in last year. It worked out okay. But this year, it was like nobody's really developed, and you missed out on a lot of the JUCOs and, or the transfers or whoever. And I think that Sam Pittman's like, all right, you're fired. And what that tells me is he's like, hey, listen, I don't care who you are. I don't care how close you are or how good of a person you are. If you ain't getting the job done, you're not going to have a job here. Plain and simple. I love that mentality from Sam Pittman. And I don't know what direction they're going to go. Everyone's bringing up a name. I'll be fine with whoever they bring in because I trust Sam Pittman. But, but. If I'm Sam Pittman, I think he says no. But if I'm Sam Pittman, the first call that I make is to Ed Orgeron. I, he, he'll probably say no. He's making so much money doing nothing. And he's probably enjoying the Florida life. All that. Totally get it. Totally fine with it. But just think about what if he, what if Coach O, because he coached at Arkansas at one point in time. He was the assistant special teams coach, and he loved Fayetteville. And he's got a lot of respect for Sam Pittman. And he was a great defensive line coach everywhere he's been. And he's an awesome recruiter. Think about that. Think about what if, just what if Sam Pittman was able to hire Ed Orgeron? Balls. Like, I, I would just be, I'd be throwing up. Like, I, I don't, I'm like, start making the banners, put them together. Arkansas is coming for that SEC West title coming for the natty let's go like it would just be that level so i don't know who he's going to hire i'm sure there's some names that he's gotten to the mix and he wants to best definitely get somebody that's good at recruiting uh but that's something to definitely watch on and see who he hires and whoever he does hire how quickly they can turn it around and get some people uh to start recruiting and start getting this defensive line built up as well hey fans you know who i am but do you know about get upside and the app that we've been telling you about because 20, like all of you that have been using this, you're making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. That's a great deal. You want money. We all want money. So this is a great way to make it. Just download the Get Upside app in the App Store Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE and you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. 
Uh, you don't have to pay full price at the pump anymore. Just get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two, $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right back to your account. You can use your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, other brands, whatever it is. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE for that extra 25 cents per gallon cash back with GetUpside. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Razorback basketball, huge shout out to them and uh, the run that they are on now, obviously, feeling good about basketball with my stupid outfit I'm wearing. But still, uh, they got a big, like, heart attack, crazy, stressful, frustrating win on Saturday in Bud Walton Arena against Texas A&M. They go to overtime. It shouldn't have gone to overtime, but it went to overtime. But the Hogs were able to pull it out, and what a huge win for Eric Musselman. And his squad final score 76 to 73 and i mean this this was just a wild game so I'm trying to do some takeaways from it uh first off jalen williams the dude is awesome like jd note may be the best offensive threat but jalen williams is the best overall player on this team and, and honestly i don't think it's close he had 14 points 11 rebounds three assists six steals three blocks are you kidding me? Jalen Williams, who played 42 and a half minutes in this game. They're putting up those types of numbers. And the best thing about it is that he was had to be the guy, essentially, in overtime because J.D. Note fouled out of the game. And so when it went to overtime and I knew that J.D. Note was not going to be available, I, I'll be honest. I said, I don't like Arkansas's chances. Like you got like a like JD Note is your best guard without question, especially offensively. And after him, again, offensively, there's a huge drop off. Chris likes ain't it. Chris likes ain't it. Devo Davis, as much as I love parts of his game, offense, dribbling, passing, not his game. Uh, you know, you, you would throw some other guys in there, maybe into the mix, possibly, who had to like come in as a guard, but aren't really guards, but still. You don't have much after J.D. Note, so I was pretty like, hmm, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. Don't feel pretty good about it, but give credit where credit is due to this Razorback basketball team putting it together, making the plays down the stretch, not, not wavering, not blinking, not anything like that, and getting the win. And what I love about a win like this, which, by the way, Jalen Williams was also named stupidly the co-SEC player of the week. I hate it so much. But anyways, that's we could spend a whole show on that stuff. But anyways, um, the biggest thing I love about this is that I love when teams can win in different ways because that builds them confidence in different scenarios and different situations that they may find themselves in later down the stretch where it may not they may not feel as comfortable as what they do in, in other situations. For instance, if Arkansas is down, like for LSU, they were down eight points on the road and with a little over nine minutes to go in the second half, they battled back and won. Suddenly they have that confidence to where, Hey, if we're down eight points, 10 points, whatever, and on the road and all that, 
we'll be all right. We've done this before. You know, if it's a time where Arkansas had to make free throws down the stretch in order to win a game. If they're in that situation, they're like, hey, we've done this before. There's, this is no problem. We got this. And now it's the same thing where they were able to build another type of win and another confidence builder where they can say, hey, J.D. Note, he's a great player. We need him on there. But if he can't go, we got other guys that are going to be able to step up. We can handle this. We can do it without J.D. Note. And so this team is just continuing to improve. It's not to say that they're without doubts and without flaws because they definitely have those. I mean, you, they still turn the ball over too many times, 16 turnovers in this game. Uh, but their defense has been electric. Their defense has stepped up in a major way. And they, I mean, if you look at it just from the regulation side of things, I mean, they, what was the, uh, I think the score was, let's see, it came down to doing that 64 points is what AM had at regulation which Arkansas has held the past three opponents to under 60. So 64 points. Again, the offense could have helped him out there. And again, this game shouldn't have gone to overtime, but it did. But still, 64 points in regulation, taking that all day long, especially against a conference foe. So the defense has really stepped up, and it's been the difference in this game. And now you got to go on the road to Ole Miss, which Ole Miss has to play three basketball games in five days, and you're the third game that they have to play. So you're going to hope that they're really tired and fatigued, and you got to take advantage of that. So, and they're also really terrible. So you should win that game as well. But I'm I'm loving the streak that this team is on, but it's also so frustrating, man. It is so frustrating. It's so annoying. It's it makes my stomach hurt sometimes. I don't really know what to, to what to think of it sometimes. Sometimes I want to feel like, okay, let's just roll. We know that this is going the right direction. Let's get on board. This team's an NCAA tournament team. They're going to go back to the Elite Eight. Like I want to do that, but I can't. Like, there's still things about this team that can like just make me nervous. But the one thing about this team that I am going to give full credit for and the one thing about them that does not make me nervous anymore, at least, is that they are never out in games. They are never going to be out of it. Even if they're down, they're never going to be out of it. If they're not shooting well, they're never going to be out of it. They're a team that is they're ugly sometimes. They're nasty sometimes. They're annoying sometimes. But they're finding ways to win. And at the end of the day, when it comes down to the NCAA tournament committee, I say this all the time, but when they look back on the schedule and they're trying to figure out where they want to place Arkansas or if they want to put them into the tournament, they're not going to say, well, they went to overtime against Texas A&M. So, and they won, but if you go to overtime against A&M, eh, it's not very good. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to look at dubs, dubs and L's. It's the only thing that they're going to care about. That's the only thing they're going to look at. And honestly, as a Razorback fan, at the end of the day, that's all we should look at. Because I don't care how they do it. I don't care how they look. And I don't care how frustrating it may be and how many times I'm going to be having indigestion watching them. A win is a win is a win every single time. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering in 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And head over to BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And since it's a new year, I want to remind everybody that since you're probably having those New Year's resolutions, you need to start it with Built Bar. 
it's about eating healthier, right? You want to exercise, but you also want to eat healthier. And Built Bar makes it so much easier to stick to your New Year's resolutions because it tastes good. You'll want to eat Built Bars, but they're extremely healthy. They're not like those other protein bars that taste like you're eating a tree. They actually taste good because they're covered in 100% chocolate. It doesn't seem like it's real, right? Well, it is. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein, and they have different flavors to choose from. And the best thing about it, they have an offer going on right now that if you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, You'll get 15% off your next order. Again, just go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your built bar. Get healthy, get active, and get so you get you some built bar. Because I'm telling you right now, you will not be disappointed. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. And this isn't exactly dealing with the Razorbacks, but it does have something to do with college and, you know, the NFL playoffs. All four games were incredible over this weekend. I mean, you could not ask for anything more than what you saw over the weekend in the NFL and some of the playoffs. Like every game came down to the wire. I think it was the, the first three straight games were walk-off field goals. Uh, the game last night between the Bills and the Chiefs, which was the, one of the best games I've ever watched, for sure one of the best fourth quarters I've ever watched. Uh, it ended with a walk-off touchdown in overtime by the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's really where the problem lies. I'm sorry, the NFL overtime rules are by far the worst overtime of any sport, of any league, at, at any level. And it is embarrassing because it is the most popular sport in this country by far. Like, I, I don't know how people can defend the NFL rules in overtime. Like, how do you like that? Josh Allen, who was playing an outside of his mind, dude, was incredible. The only reason he lost that game is because he didn't get a chance in overtime to one-up Patrick Mahomes because those guys were going back and forth. Those guys were just going blow for blow. And that's what made the game so entertaining. And how it ends is just who wins the coin toss. Chiefs won the coin toss. They win the game. Josh Allen doesn't even get a chance. That's stupid. That is so dumb that the NFL decides a game on that. And things like they've adjusted it to where you need at least a touchdown on your first possession to win. If you get a field goal, it gives the other team. Like, why are you guys being so stupid about it? Why are you guys making the rules so complicated? There's, I mean, I'm not even saying you have to go exactly with what the college rules are because I think the college has its own problems. But I'm like, what are you doing? This should be an easy thing. This should be a very easy thing to figure out. My approach to it would be is that one of two things. College overtime, the old school college overtime, not the stupid two-point conversion thing they do. The old school overtime rules. Except instead of getting the ball at the 25 like you do in college, you get the ball at the 50. All right, same rules, go back and forth. Once you get to the second overtime, then or third overtime, you have to start going for two each time. Uh, but just go on with it, starting at the 50, and, and that's it. I'd like to see that, or this would be kind of wild. I don't think they'd ever do it. But I, if you're going to have it at the 25, fine, but no first downs. You got 25 yards, you got four chances to figure that out. You score a touchdown, score a field goal, whatever it is, but you get four chances, four downs. That's it. I think that would be pretty cool and fun, and it would make the games go a lot faster too. 
But the the NFL rules right now are trash. And I cannot believe that there's people out there. And I know people that defend this. And I'm like, that was not satisfying. One of the greatest games you'll ever watch had a, the most unsatisfying ending, not because of the play on the field, but because of the rules that are in place. It shouldn't be that hard. Anything's better than what we saw last night, where you get one team, one chance, one, one possession, boom, it's overdone. That makes zero sense. It, or, or even just have another 10-minute period or something like that, where you can at least have the option to where the other team kicks it back to you and you just go full 10 minutes. doesn't matter who scores first or anything. you got 10 minutes. That's it. Something like that. Better than what we saw last night. That was bad. That was embarrassing. And I cannot, and I'm not even a Bills fan or a Chiefs fan. I don't care either way. But the fact is, is that that was extremely unsatisfying. And, you know, everybody, especially because, again, I know people that like the NFL more in college. One of those reasons last night is one, one, one of the big time things why I like college a lot more in NFL. College rules, new rules aren't that great, but I'll still take that over that stupid crap that we saw last night where Josh Allen doesn't even get a chance. Makes zero sense. Should never happen. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play and also on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the page that way as well. You can get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.